to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. (laughs) I'm Jamie Loxton and the excited crowd member across from me is Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. You can follow me at at Tom Hanks. (laughs) Wow, we got Tom Hanks for the first episode already. That's that's incredible. Um, So this is a new podcast, so you're probably wondering what the hell it is, who we are and, and why we're bothering doing it. Um, who we are is completely irrelevant. We are nobodies. We are two friends, and uh, Al is That's the one. A oh, they're probably not after this. <laughs> we're, show, mortal we're mortal enemies. We're mortal enemies. it out. Yeah, over this uh, weird concept for a show that Al came up with, and I believe has written something very convoluted to explain the concept. So I will hand over to you, Al. If one day, aliens come down from space and ask us to justify our own existence to them, some may suggest... I feel like you're being so loud. <laughs> ...that we should take them to the Louvre in Paris and show them our paintings. Is that quite enough? Others may argue that we should take them to the Bodleian in Oxford and get them to read all that we have written. Okay, pause. What in Oxford? The Bodleian. I have no idea what oh, that is. so that's basically a big library, James. That's the place people put books. Ah, I can't read, so... <laughs> It's a shame you're illiterate. That's why we're watching films instead <laughs> yeah. of reviewing Jane Austen's complete works. Carry on. Um, these people are fools. The people who believe we should go anywhere at all. Outside is terrible. In the case of an alien invasion, there is only one sensible thing to do, and that is, of course, to sit them down on the sofa and show them the works of Tom Hanks, our finest actor. All of human existence lies in his films. And so, my friend Jamie, say hello Jamie, Hi. and I are setting out to create The Hanks Bank, the definitive collection of Tom Hanks films. Very good, very, very good. Um, So yeah, the the, the idea of the show is aliens are invading, big concept immediately, and they're asking us to join the intergalactic... Space the Confederation. United States of Space. The United States of Space. And we need to prove our worth. And we're going to do that through the lovely medium of Tom Hanks. So basically, it's really just what I said at the top of the show. We're just reviewing Tom Hanks IMDb. And we thought we'd make some silly, silly, convoluted, overarching metaphor for it. Well, it's it's a weird thing, right? When you go back through it and you look at his IMDb, you realise, and I mean this with all love... How many films Tom Hanks has made? Oh, it's so which many. Critically, are shit. Oh yeah, he's no. made a lot of bad films. That might just be because he's made a lot of films, and yet we love him. There is something about him that is culturally really important, and we can find it in here and show that to the aliens because the aliens really need to get it. So wait, why did you open your pitch with actually? There's loads of terrible. Is your goal of this actually we're going to prove no, to the world that Tom Hanks actually that's, sucks? Jamie, that's why we're creating the bank, okay? okay. We are going to get rid of the terrible stuff, mm-hmm. which may or may not include this film. And we're going to keep Spoilers. the great stuff, okay. and we're going to present that to the aliens. Yeah. Now, yeah, amazingly, I haven't watched a lot of early banks. <laughs> we, we, my parents didn't love me, so I didn't get to watch Bigger like my siblings. <laughs> what Splash? I don't know. Think it's a mermaid? Or a porno. The name is slightly <laughs> ambiguous. I think we did go with when we were like, oh yeah, Tom Hanks is on loads of films, loads of great films. And he's got something like 87 credits on, on IMDb. And I think I've seen like 10 of them. Yes. And a third of those are the Toy Story films. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going into this as what one might say is, as a relative Hanks novice. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think, I think it's going to not be until about the 90s that I'm going to have heard of any of these films. <laughs> So really, why are we doing this? Someone else should be doing this. No, of course, what, you, what we're going through, right, is we are trying to expand our knowledge. We've 
come from this in two different perspectives. I used to direct stuff and I watch a stupid amount of movies. Jamie, mm-hmm. you're an actor, I think. In theory, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we, we have some kind of critical basis from which to approach this. And that's by hope. the end, we can be really pretentious to people and tell them that's not the best Tom Hanks film. This, 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 is the this one from 1983. Exactly. No and seen. if you listen to us all the way through, dear listeners, we can promise you two things. One, that this podcast will get better after its first episode. <laughs> And two, that you too will be able to be pretentious about Tom Hanks films and learn with us about what's worth watching. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that sounds great. Let's make our audience pretentious. <laughs> Join us on this lovely before. pretentious plane. Um, so I guess we should get on to our, the first thing that is on Tom Hanks IMDb, the first credit he ever had. Which was in a show, in a show, in a film called "He Knows You're Alone" from 1980. Um, and every week we're going to give you a little bit of context, both for the film itself about who's in it, what goes on before we review it, as well as context for the general time that this came out as well. And this week, Al, you've been given the the lovely honour of giving us a little bit of context. So this play, this play, God. First I called it a show, now I'm, I'm all over the place. Really, it's actually a podcast made back in the 1970s, which really back then was called a, a radio show, I think? I'm not sure, Orson Welles invented them. Um, um, yeah, so this, this, film, this film came out on the 29th of August in 1980. What can you tell me? I was, I was not even a twinkle in my parents' eyes at this point. This was 13 years before I was born. So uh, what can you tell me about what was going on in the world at the time? First, Jamie, we must go back, if just a little bit. Okay. Jamie, what do Lady Gaga, Julie Garland, that's her name, definitely, Barbara Streisand, and the year 1956 have in common? I don't... A Star is Born! <laughs> that was so loud! Sorry, we, dear listeners. We literally, before the show, discussed, wow, we can't be too loud. It really spikes. And you've just screamed <laughs> Elvis Presley has just entered the charts in 1956. Look back in anger. That's a play, not a movie, Jamie. Oh, it's opening at the Royal Court in England. Austria and Israel are forming diplomatic relations. And in the city of Concord, California, on the 9th of July, Thomas Jeffrey Hanks was born to Janet Marilyn and Amos Method Hanks. Little did they know at whoa, the whoa, time... Whoa, 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 His dad's name was Amos Method? Not Method. It's not <laughs> Method... M- M-E-F-F-O-R-D. That's the coolest name I've ever heard. It's Amos Method. I know. People have gotten very lazy in the naming things now. It's the kind of, you you see it and you're like... They they were like, yeah, my name's Amos Method. What am I going to name my kid? Tom. (laughs) Fair. Uh, Society makes us all terrible. Um, Little did they know that at the time, in their hands, they had little baby Hanks that would go on to become a two-time Oscar winner, recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom and French Legion d'Honneur and a fan of Aston Villa. True fact, he's a fan of Aston Villa. He's a fan of Aston Villa. He's worn the Aston Villa colours on the red carpet, apparently. I don't know why. He's Tom Hanks. I I don't respect him as much anymore, I'll be honest. I mean, I've got to be honest, no one would report on it if he turned up to the red carpet in his underwear. Probably. If one... Oh, that's in the past. Let's edit that bit out. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad. Our story really begins, though. Okay. 1979, as you just mentioned, with an older Tom Hanks, now able to stand, walk, and talk, and go to the bathroom by himself. You know, adult things. Yeah. Comes to New York City, where he films He Knows You're Alone. Now, Jamie, I'm going to give you a quick fun quiz about the 1980s. Okay. The entire 1980s. Which member of the Beatles was killed in 1980? Just the year 1980. <laughs> I, okay, I really hope it's John Lennon. John Lennon okay, is good. correct. <laughs> Thank God. Okay, I'm going to get you to uh, complete some phrases. Here's... What? These are famous quotes from the year 1980. Okay. Here's... Here's, as in H-E-R-E, yes. I can do an impression oh, Johnny. if you want. Yes, correct. Right, That's Jesus. The, Shining, from the Shining, which yeah. also came out that year. Okay. Uh, who shot... Okay, there's two options. I've got and I'm don't don't give away with but I've got JR and I've got Roger Rabbit. I'm gonna go with JR. Correct. Yes. Okay. Are you sure JR? Uh it was apparently a song called Kristen Shepherd. I don't know. I'm young. Apologies. <laughs> don't shoot me. Um No, yeah. that's a TV show from the nineties. <laughs> oh, the disappointment in your face. I am your 
Oh, now I'm guessing. Girl? No. It's Sa- a very famous quote. I, you're 1980. I am your saviour. No. I am your... I can... Divinity. What films <laughs> are you watching? <laughs> that one doesn't make much sense. I, I don't know this one. Okay, do you want me to do an impression? Okay. Um, I don't have a mug. One second. Let me try. <laughs> I am your... Father. There we go. Right, yes. That's all to okay. say, these are some famous films that came out this year, which weren't. <laughs> weren't. He knows you're alone. <laughs> he knows you're alone. It was Friday, under the sign of Virgo, when this film came out. Friday, 29th, August 1980. This is taken from takemebacktoo.com. <laughs> I feel like we might be using this website a lot. <laughs> the US president was Jimmy Carter. He was a Democrat. Famous people born in this day include William Levi, or Levy. I don't know who that is. Could... That's not seen... Eugene Levy, who I do know. <laughs> no, I was going to say, could it be something to do with Levi's jeans? But I assume they've been around for a little bit longer Possibly. than someone who was born in 1980. David Desrosiers. Not sure that is. In the special <laughs> week of August, it's not that special, uh, people in the US were listening to Sailing by Christopher Cross. No one knows what that song is anymore. In the UK, The Winner Takes It All by Amber oh. was one of the top five hits. Now, that's oh, a that's, good song. That's a good one. That's a good one. There's not been a film made about the song Sailing, is there? <laughs> But it's one of the best hits from my favourite film, Mamma Mia. <laughs> the Unseen, directed by Danny Steinman, was one of the most view, uh, viewed movies released in 1980, behind apparently The Empire Strikes Back. Um, well, the third wave by Alvin Toffler was. No, I think that's Toffler was one of the best-selling books. On TV, people watching Eye on LA, this again is in America, not sure what that is. Uh, if you like video games, you're probably playing King and Balloon, or Crazy Balloon. <laughs> Hearts not improved very much. How much more of there is this? No, that's that's the end. Don't worry. Oh, it ends God. on a high note. Crazy balloon. <laughs> okay, well, do God. You, uh, do you, but, quick question. Okay. Do you think you play as the balloon, or that you <laughs> shoot the balloon? Surely you shoot the balloon. I hope you play as the balloon. You want to play a really, as the balloon? Like esoteric game where you're just a balloon floating in the do you, wind. Do you think it's like Flappy Bird, but you're a balloon? It's the original Flappy Bird. That's actually a really good. I feel idea like that's a game it. that they could have made in 1980. I, I, I feel some student who has maybe gone broke going to video game school has made that game. Yeah, and, 100%. And uh, it didn't take off the way he wanted. No. Right. Thank you so much for my lovely introduction to the year 1980. Um. I will now give you some lovely context on this film, which, as you say, was released on 29th of August, 1980. Its director was Armand Mastroianni, which I hope I pronounced correctly. Jamie, that's a that's a French name. It's actually, in English, Armand, my coffee. <laughs> that was awful. Um, uh, the cast was uh, Caitlin O'Heaney, Elizabeth Kemp, Don Scardino, and of course, our lovely Tom Hanks. Don Scardino! <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on him because, fun fact about him, he yeah. has latterly become famous as a director who's worked semi-regularly doing comedies in the US, including uh, some classics such as Two Broke Girls and Young Sheldon. Famous is a strong word, Jamie. I know. It, I mean, you've heard of them. And who else would you want to be your romantic lead in this film? So, quick question. Don, yeah. Don Scardino. Don Scardino. Don Scardino. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's really push um, into that. That is, seems appropriate. <laughs> is, there are two possibilities. I okay. assume the first one is that his first name is Donald. Yeah. Which he shortens to Don. Are we sure he's not actually a mob boss? Okay. Well, you've like seen Don him in the film. Corleone. He is very young, very blonde, and doesn't look scary at all. So I'm going to guess he's either not a mob boss or the best mob boss in disguise of all time. That's how white people Jamie. And he's earned so much money from his mob bossery that he has decided to star in shitty 80s horror movies. Not that I'm giving away our potential thoughts on this film, but this may give it away a little bit more. It has 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb from 2,625 reviews. Now, my main question, who are these 2,625 people reviewing a film from 1980? So I think, uh, critics at the time, the average is around about two. Uh, Again, not giving it away, but... hmm. And again, yeah, uh, the IMDb community is very interesting, and I have not spent enough time on there to know who these 2,000 people are <laughs> who took their time to review this film. But then again, I don't know what kind of wankers would make a podcast about <laughs> this film. Fair. Um, some fun facts about this film. It was the first horror film to be inspired by the success of Halloween. 
which was released two years earlier, and boy does it show. Um, it was also originally due to be shot in Texas, but they couldn't afford to do, so they shot it entirely on Staten Island in 15 days with half of their original budget. Again, it kind of shows. Well, I don't know, actually, because I... It sounds dumb, but I actually thought the film... This is getting a little bit into plot today, which we'll, we'll touch on next, but... It, it, I, for me, it felt like it was written for that area. It's quite, like, preppy. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it, like, the location it was shot in was fine, but, like... Oh, 15, 15, 15 days in half the original budget. Not the best. And my favourite uh, fun fact, which you may not have known, was... Uh, Spoilers, Tom Hanks does not, despite being this being a slasher film, he does not die in this film. However, in the original script, he was due to die. But they loved Tom Hanks so much as a human being that they decided to not shoot his death scene. Now, if that doesn't kick off our concept for a podcast better, I don't understand what will. That they loved him so much that they decided not to kill off this side character in an 80s slasher film. That character grew up to be Tom Hanks. To grow up to be Tom Hanks. I absolutely that was so funny to me when because he should have died. Like absolutely, oh, yeah, no, he, he should have died. It makes no sense. His character kind of appears for like yeah, he's only in this film for like five minutes. By the way, thanks for turning your phone uh, on silent there, Al. Very professional. Um, yeah, his character only turns up for like five minutes in this film, and then he just disappears with no explanation. And that makes sense because he was actually supposed to die. Um, so yeah, that mine was way less comprehensive than yours. That's true. Than yours. I want to throw it out there though, that as a as a move, refusing to kill off someone you like a lot, uh, and in response give them less screen time feels slightly dickish. <laughs> fair point. Fair yeah. point. And as we know, that killed off his career. He never got any more no, work it's, because it's of for that this lesson. young man, uh, Tomb Hanks, uh, didn't do so well. Career-wise. Let's let's go through the plot of this. Film, yeah, let's go through it, the. It deserves to be looked at. The, the weird, yeah, the weird plot of this film. So, I guess the the concept is that this we know that this killer, this killer That's, who I don't think says a single word in the entire film. No, does so he? The, the film opens uh, on a cheesy nineteen fifties horror film. Yeah, I, I yeah I wanted to talk about this because I actually quite like the opening. I, the opening's I think quite the opening's good. quite the opening. We watched it together. The yeah. opening. Got us. Yeah, As you say, it, it opens on a cheesy 1950s style. They're in the back of a car. It's guy and girl making out. And then, oh, I think I heard something. Oh, no, you didn't. Let me still carry on having sex with you. He was also beginning of a weird theme of this film that every man is weirdly sexually aggressive. Yeah, this this film uh, seems to be part of a wider trend, which I imagine uh, created a generation of uh, Brett Kavanaugh's. <laughs> Uh, some top You're time dating there. us. You're time Sorry. dating us. But it basically is that every woman in this film is a little bit like uh, a kind of genie in like an, like an Arabian night story or like a Jewish rabbi in that they'll say no quite a few times when they really mean yes, come and try again. And that's <laughs> weird because the lady is like, no, 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 keep your hands off. And he is continually pressing and she doesn't seem to really mind, but it's a weird, it's a really weird situation. And yeah, it, it does date the film. Yeah, the, I, the idea of consent is very loose in this film. Um, so yeah, we divert, digress. Um, so it opens on this very, and we're we're all rolling our eyes, thinking, "Oh, this is so typical." Yeah, and then he goes out. In, investigates doesn't come back she, she takes out a massive torch <laughs> yeah a massive torch that we could not figure out where it came from nope, she just it had was, it in the and again, this is car. the kind of thing that you would take out on the moors <laughs> <laughs> you've lost your dog your child is out there somewhere as well and so you take this torch out but instead it's in the back of his car because the 1950s I of guess. course and uh, and so then she finds her boyfriend hanging upside down and then she dies as well and we're rolling our eyes at this point, thinking, Jesus Christ, how many tropes do you want to hit? And then at that point, they pull away, and it's actually two characters watching this film on a cinema screen. So it's a little meta-textual opening where the yeah, film is going, what, look at all these silly horror film something tropes. Something that a film like uh, Scream, very specifically, the first scene of Scream, is quite similar to this, yeah. right? I wouldn't be surprised if... I know there's a bit in this which is parody in the screen too. So like yeah. clearly the Wes Craven, the guy I think who wrote and direct screen, hadn't seen it, and they, they do feel like it starts to touch on something because, like you said earlier, it is very much a blatant rip off yeah. of Halloween. Yeah, it's kind of a, a revitalization of that uh, subgenre of slashes. Yeah. Um, 
but it's it's a weird film. So yeah, more fool for us. Yeah, it turns it, out it, they're at a cinema. It was it's it was a cultural opening. Um, having said that, and sort of skipping through some of the film, but we'll come back to it. They then, throughout the film, use so many tropes. It's ridiculous. So the opening of this film is them going. Oh, uh-huh. look, ha, 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 look at these tropes that we're making fun of. And then the amount of times that in this film there's a shot and someone moves out of frame and, oh, my God, the killer is there in frame. And then they move back in frame and then they move back out and, oh, the killer is gone with lots of synth over and over yeah. again. Like, I don't understand how they can be so self-aware I I, and then well, not self-aware at the same time. I, so I think, my thing is, I think you can use tropes self-awarely without necessarily calling them out. So I think the issue is, this is the same thing if you went to go see Mamma Mia, and at the beginning of Mamma Mia, they, there's a little two-minute thing in the beginning where they have the cheesiest musical number, I think, like from The Muppets, basically. <laughs> and they come like, this is a musical, these are my jazz hands, and you're like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And then actually the rest of Mamma Mia was Saving Private Ryan. That would be weird, right? Yeah. But effectively calling out tropes... And then doing them is just lazy, right? Yeah, like it's getting sick. a laugh through calling them out and then doing the same thing is a bit weird. Yeah. But, um, you know, again, this film was made on no money or no time, so I don't blame them. This is probably the best bit of the film. Yeah. Um, let, let's fire through the plot and then we can hop in and out on sure. our various criticisms. So the they, come, who... they come out of this and then uh, one of the people we find out in who's watching this movie, these two girls, one of them's about to get married and then that woman gets stabbed. Yeah. And so opens Creepy the plot dude. that this man... Kills people who are about to get married. Yeah, we find this out a little bit later. Uh, there's a police detective who has a connection to the plot. He never really explains the connection. No. He never explains any of his theories on the murderer. But we know roughly, again, a given that uh, men who are jilted will become murderers. Yeah, so I think... Marriage bad. This, we see a murder flashback good. where woman on her wedding day seems to be killed by the killer who was her ex-lover and she's now marrying this police detective. Yeah. And so he kills her. It's like, I'm not I'm not saying it makes sense because men shouldn't kill, but, but like, you see the yeah, motivation. Don't be a killer, that's not good. So uh, then yeah, he then goes on to kill this other woman who's about to get married. So your kind of idea is, okay, he kills women who are about to get married because he was once jilted by someone who then went married yeah. to someone else. Um, also, let's. I want to quickly analyse uh, in a podcast within a podcast, uh, Murder of the Day. Um, he stabs his lady through the back of a cinema chair. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. And I thought we were going to do the plot. We keep no, getting we distracted. Are, we're, gonna do the plot. We're, we're, we're stopping, we're taking our time, we're spelling the roses. Um, <laughs> It's not a big knife. No, it's a it, look, it, it's very, it's very it looks like a letter blade. opener, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, you thought it was a letter opener. I thought it was a switchblade. Uh, he kind of stabs it through the chair and it kills her very quickly. Immediately. How does she die? Even if she, he couldn't have got her at the heart, it was very low down. He stabbed her in like the liver and he's not even stabbed her. The length of this blade is about the width of the goddamn cinema chair. And she dies immediately. Um, I don't understand. And... My other criticism of this opening is that the film is called He Knows You're Alone and the first murder we see him do is in a filled cinema theatre. She is actively not alone. She is right next to someone. What is going on? Yeah, there's actually a a bit of a fake out because she goes to the bathroom beforehand and you think, oh, she's alone. She's going to get murdered. But no. No, no, he goes back and murders her in a... A filled so, cinema. Smash cut to, I assume, a day later, uh, possibly like twelve hours later. Yeah. Um, a young lady whose name I forget. You know, off the top of oh hands. no clue. I think it's played by Caitlin O'Heaney, assuming who's by her first billing. Very nice. Uh, is engaged to a young douchebag frat bro. One of many douchebag frat bros. Who look like they're played by the same actor. Yes, there are. There are many, many white brunette, long-flowing-haired men in this film, it is very easy to confuse them. Imagine yourself uh, watching a Richard Linklater film set in the 70s, uh, or kind of yeah, mid-70s, uh, and it's basically that hairstyle on everyone, and they look like it's someone just rotoscoped in the same guy <laughs> three times. Uh, he's going off for a weekend uh, with his buddies up in the mountains with some beers and some bros. I assume for... Bachelor, bachelor party sort it's, of, I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's not 70s. it's kind of reference but yeah so they Maybe they they're about to get married he does he does we do see him once again in the film uh, and he's not wearing a top so I'm not sure what they're doing <laughs> up there in the mountains just, 
you know, you just broke back mountain yeah. with the bros, so you know? Our, our leading lady uh, doesn't like him very much, to be honest. Uh, she seems to like his money or his security. Yeah, something like that. Um, so the bros go off. The ladies are like, let's have some fun. Let's go to a bar class. I didn't realise they had these in the 1970s. That's when you do ballet, but for exercise. Oh, okay. I did not know that. I knew it was. I knew they went to a ballet class. Did not know it was called yeah. a bar class. Like my girlfriend who um, used to do a lot of ballet uh, spent most of the time criticizing their form. Yeah, I was going to say that it was her one criticism was that their ballet was terrible. Um, which even I, as a ballet, whatever the opposite of a connoisseur is, also recognized that, yeah. that it was very bad. So they, they leave the... but They kind of do it, the teacher doesn't laugh, it's funny. She's like, by the way, I don't like my fiancé, should I stay with him? Everyone says no, and she's like, eh, I like money. Yeah. Um, they then leave, they then run into their philosophy professor, who, very immorally, is having an affair with one of the students. Yes, um, which we didn't quite recognize. Also, also... Okay, I shouldn't... We need to just do this plot, but can we talk about how this girl was wearing a flat cap? Yes. I have no idea why. She well, was just wearing Jamie, a, a farmer's flat it's cap. It's a character choice. Her dad was a farmer who, after the war, came across to America in search of a better life. He died when she was 15, and so she's wearing it in memory of him. Of course, sorry, I, did, I didn't notice that subtext. Um, so yeah, that was a... We really need to power this plot because I have so many criticisms on this film and we can't get distracted by every one of them. So yeah, sleeping with her professor. So, um, she needles him because he's with her, uh, his wife at the time. They go away. She goes to a bridal shop yes. uh, to get her, her dress fitted. She's, she sees her ex-boyfriend quickly. No, that's later. Yeah, she, at some point she sees her ex-boyfriend. Played by Don Scardino. Um, Don Scardino. <laughs> Stop um... doing that. <laughs> um... But she goes to the bridal shop, and then the murderer is there. You can tell because there's synth music. Yes. Synth sounds. The, the, this music is actually really weirdly quiet. The movie's very... It's so... We, yeah, we, we both noted this. It's so and quiet. There's, I assume they could afford to pay someone for two songs, and they yeah, could have stretched the, yeah, them there out. was very few music, and the only other sounds were basically synth sounds whenever the bloody uh, killer was nearby. So it wasn't particularly scary. But anyway, so then... The killer ends up killing the guy making the, the dress. dress. Now he's, he's this was the this... first clue where we yeah. started getting a bit confused about this killer's motivation. Yeah, at the beginning of the film, uh, we kind of told to think, oh, he kills married women or engaged women about women to get married, yeah, because he hates love. Uh, this guy is already married. He seems to not really love his marriage. Nope. He's smoking a massive cigar. Yeah, weirdly smoking a massive cigar through Indoors. the whole scene. And we're like, look, dude, this is bad for everyone. Secondhand <laughs> smoke kills. Cancer's bad. Get yourself checked out. Um, so he gets murdered uh, quite briefly from behind. Yay. <laughs> sorry, that makes... Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, he, yeah, so that dude gets murdered. We get a bit confused. Um... Then some shit happens. I don't. There's a party. Uh, they drink. Uh, the cop guy explains that I, he doesn't even explain. We have a flashback where we assume his fiance is killed. And again, what is maybe the second weirdest killing of the movie? Where I think you're meant to think he stabs her off screen, but instead he holds her mouth and then she dies. Yeah. And it's like twenty seconds. Yeah. And people can hold their breath on them. Uh, th- that is okay. <laughs> Once again, to stop talking about the plot, to have another criticism of this film. But another criticism of this film is that it's a goddamn horror film, and I don't think you see a single drop of blood. No, that's weird. It's, it's, it's a slasher, a slasher movie film, where no one gets and smashed. every single time you see someone getting killed, it's either shots of this, and we haven't discussed this yet. Yet, the casting of this killer is incredible because yes. oh my god, this man looks weird. He does. <laughs> it's like someone saw the con- again. This is a person who's not seen Halloween. Everyone, as as they say, is the kind of joke is in Baby Driver. Mike Myers, famous character, you know his face is the creepy weird monster. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but if his face was more normal, and so he looks like those creepy people you walk on the street who maybe have a skin condition. And I feel bad about calling them creepy. So I feel bad because this is a real human being, and I shouldn't be insulting me in this makeup. way. But you, but is it makeup? I think it's makeup. Is it makeup? Yeah, I'm sure they could afford makeup, but not blood. Okay. Because um, you know he reminds me of you know the first Men in Black and yeah. that the like bug that inhabits the dude who has yeah. like the weird he reminds me of that dude but yes, but he also but wears makeup more, yeah but in like a more human like that person if he looked like a real human it's weird yeah so basically great casting this dude looks scary as all hell 
And that kind of helps because every time a killing happens, you don't see him really stabbing anyone. You just see his face, his face and him Which going, is, ah, I'm, why am I, I'm, I'm showing an accent uh, instead of, imagine this is, Jamie this is an a gesture or- similar to stabbing or to masturbating someone from behind. Yes, uh, but it's very slow. Oh, and it sounds really, it's like, bam, If you've ever bam. seen, um, uh, or, or read or seen on stage, uh, 12 Angry Men, there's a plot point in that where they go, you don't stab someone up, you stab them like that. You stab, uh, sorry, that's high to low, you don't stab them low to high, because especially with a switchblade, your switchblade would fold back up onto yourself and you cut yourself. Yeah. And he stabs like that all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they did his, not follow his that. His murder tactic needs to yeah. uh, improve so, slightly. Yeah, a lot of these killings are not that, for a slasher film, not that gruesome, and it kind of sucks. We also don't know, uh, this is a quick side note, whether or not he's a serial killer. So he, so did he just kill his ex-girlfriend, go dormant for maybe 10 years, Yeah, that's years, another weird thing. Like, or and start murdering it now, or has he just been going around America cleaning out engaged women? Yeah, we don't... Is that well, why everyone is we getting married young? So, They're all about 19, 20? Let's fire through the rest of this plot so we can get to the point of why this killer's mode face makes no sense. So we'll just hit the killings. So he yeah. kills that person at the bar. Kills shower. him. Dead. Think, dead. First death. Well, first death outside of these women. We're yeah. getting a bit confused. Next killing is n- no one to do with marriage. It's the woman who's about to get married's friend and her professor yeah. that she's sleeping with. Now, he's married. Okay, but come on. That's but not. How have, is that close? They have this very weird scene where uh, they're kind of. She goes, I want to be platonic friends, making a very cool philosophy joke. Uh, he goes, Now nah, I want to have sex with you. Uh, and she goes, eh. it's again, again, confusing consent. Yes, yes, it's, it's another side of a it's, window. It's, it's another. Yes, he does trap. I forgot about the trap on the side of a horror, window. Again, one of the more horrifying bits of the film. She kind of leans out this window, and he pulls the window down around her waist. And they're on the second floor. So yeah. if she falls. And she's she will, laughing. Yeah, she's no laughing because laugh of course this is hilarious. This is not sexually aggressive at all. I mean, that's eighties. Yeah, it's eighties, great. <laughs> it's um, very eighties. This so, is definitely the way to get consent. Yeah, um, and then um, yeah, the lights go off because yeah, this cut. he cuts. I mean, he cuts. He, the he, cuts he cuts the lights. We don't know how he gets in. This man kind of roams around and turns up at he places where up. very... I honestly it. thought, and this... Uh, again, for a more horrifying film, this is probably how it would have gone. He goes back upstairs. He, the, the man is sent off with a, uh, the world's strongest <laughs> The match. world's brightest match I've ever seen. He goes downstairs, he checks, he can't fix it. He's like, screw it, we'll fix it in the morning. He goes back upstairs. And I thought he was going to begin to engage in uh, carnal relations with her and realise she was dead or begin to about to initiate that and that again would have been horrifying right that's that's a horrifying moment in a horror film um instead he just touches her goes that's where it's blood and is killed yeah yeah so those two are killed again that's the most blood we get in the film most blood we get in the film um again these two are not about to get married it does not seem to be on this murderer's mo at all is there anyone else killed? There are, uh, but importantly, we, two things we need to know beforehand. So the main character, who's uh, played by... Uh, Caitlin O'Heaney. Apologies, Caitlin O'Heaney. Um, is, is kind of paranoid. Her, uh, her boyfriend's off. Her ex-boyfriend keeps showing up in a bit weird way. He's being a bit pestery. There's a weird scene yeah. where he keeps saying that he's a forensic scientist. She's like, what's that? He's like, it's called forensic. Say it with me. Forensic. Yeah, yeah. He's super, he's super patronizing to her. And there's also a super weird scene where she is getting changed and he, he, she is in, you know, the changing room of a, of a shop, that famous place where people take off their clothes and he full on just pops his head in through the curtain adorably. I thought he was going to be the murderer, to be honest. Yeah, well, that was that was kind of the fake comp- Yeah, yeah they, they were like, oh my God, she, the murderer's going to come in. And then it's in like, modern film, oh he my would God. Be an accomplice or something. Yeah. There'd be two of them and he'd be... Uh, yeah. uh, but, but no, um, he just pops his head in yeah. and he's just sexually harassing this yeah, woman, basically. by, And she finds it hilarious. And this and woman, This film is so problematic. It is very problematic. <laughs> um, so she... That then happens. She's getting paranoid. She keeps mm-hmm. seeing some weird guy standing outside. Instead of calling the police, she calls people over, and the guy disappears before yeah. she can point him out. This is so she's uh, getting paranoid. This is another point of I'm going against my own point now, but this is another point of this killer is very strange. Yeah, because he seems not that intent on killing, killing her, her no. that much. He seems pretty intent on just kind of psychologically disturbing yeah, her it's... by like turning up and then disappearing and but freaking her out a little what's bit. What's weird and what we don't really find out 
is so why he's obsessed with her. He's okay with murdering everyone else. Yes. And again, it's not like she finds out about those murders. No one says, by the way, your friend, your friends yeah, are your, killed. Yeah. What which again would torture her more. Instead, he likes to slowly make her down to sanity by showing up and then I assume diving behind bushes every time she turns <laughs> yeah. away. Um, and that's creepy. At one point, she's in an ice cream parlor. She gets some ice cream. She sees him. She turns away. He's gone. And again, he must just have crouched she's down crouched behind the window. And then leaves. He doesn't follow her or anything. Yeah, so, and then I've just remembered there's one more death. Yes, um, but before oh. that, the, the most important thing, in part of her doubting her sanity, uh, her friend, uh, still alive at this point, spoilers, um, goes into the woods. <laughs> yeah, because oh God, she yeah. has a creepy... <laughs> Not stalker, okay, but uh, she has a male admirer who apparently, to quote at the beginning, sits and stares at me while I run. Yeah, and she thinks this is adorable. She's like, oh my god, there's this guy that like yeah. watches me jog. And oh my god, if that's you're okay. wondering at this point, as we were, where the hell is Tom Hanks? I thought he was meant to be in this film. Turns out he's that creep, and yep. so she decides to seduce him by running into the woods, run up to him, and he goes. He's lying down on the grass. I don't know why. He's taking a break. Sticks his legs out, trips him up, and she finds this hilarious yeah. rather than a warning sign. Yeah. So so the world's... I forgot that this podcast was about Tom Hanks. Yeah. So the world's introduction to Tom Hanks is him physically assaulting a woman in order to flirt with her. It's so ridiculous. And she's great. And she's... You know, I get it. She's not hurt. I feel as a pickup method, don't try it. Just stay away. It's not going to end up well for anyone. Yeah, so I guess we should talk about Tom... Yeah, well, let's go through Tom Hanks' spot because that will take about 30 seconds. Yes. We see him in this scene. They flirt a little bit. He's he's very young. He's got a big old perm. He's fluffy hair, big ears. Um, and then they go to a... Uh, amusement park. Amusement park. And he has a little banter with them about... Philo- is it philosophy? So, no, he's a psych student. Psych student. He's taking, basically, entry level. Like, like the first semester of psych. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, you're clearly just feeling guilt and you're yeah, paranoid. Yeah. That's why the guy's not showing up with anyone. Yeah. Um, that little scene there is then followed by the strangest scene in the entire film, which is about a minute and a half of just them riding a roller coaster. It is. It's just a full-on minute and a half of them riding the roller coaster yeah. and nothing else. If it was like a Terrence Malick film, I feel that would be like more in place. But instead, no, it's just them... She's scared because I, th- I think at some point there's maybe a shot of the creepy guy. Yeah, that's about it. But it's it's weird and yeah. been done in like. And I think that's the last time Tom Hanks' character turns uh, up. Yes, because they're going to kill. Because him they were going to kill him and they don't. So they were going to kill him when he and his pseudo girlfriend that he assaulted in the woods uh, gets killed uh, in the for something that I would call had elements of erotic thriller. Because yeah. earlier on in the film, she gets in her underwear and stuff. It's not... It's not hugely erotic. Nice underwear, but there is, there's quite a lot of sex in this film. Yeah, there's quite a lot of sex in this and film. Actually, and it gets more erotic yeah, when that's she what, takes her top off. That's and what I was going to say. Like, an hour into this, in this supposedly trying to be an erotic thriller is the first time there's any nudity, and it's only in this scene, and it's really so, not... It's pointless. It's yeah, completely I, pointless. I think we... I think the thing was, and I think this is it's a weird thing of coming back to it, having seen... As a kid from, what, growing up in, like, the 2000s, um, most films from the 90s and 80s, 1980s, sorry, all the 90s even, which are horror, probably weren't... were the good ones. Yeah. And therefore lacked a lot of nudity. But even a film like The Shining, which came out the same year, has that weird, has a few weird scenes with naked people in it. Yeah. And I think it was just a lot more common for horror films at the time to, to have that kind of But that's why, that's why I think it's weird it is that weird. it only happens yeah. once, like an like really near the end of the film. You're right. It, like it's, it's just this friend, I think her name was Nancy, yeah. who's been dating Tom Nancy. Hanks. She there's ah, there's like a full like five minutes of just her getting in the shower, getting out. I think she does she smoke a spliff or something? I'm. Uh, well, look, it, it looks she, like a cigarette, and yet she acts like it's a spliff. Get, she sticks on get, some music. She watches some fish for uh, thirty seconds, yeah, and then lies down. Uh, and we know the murder is in the background somewhere, yeah. And he chops her head off. And he, yeah, he, oh Why, yeah, he full on chops her in, head in off. The most yeah, the gory thing in the film. Yeah, so. he chops her head off and then puts it in a fish tank. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, that is was Tom Hanks? that was no, super gruesome. And then, uh, so then we're basically getting towards the climax of the film. Yeah. Um, I think some. Oh, 
this film is not does not make a lot of sense, so no, it's hard she, to remember. She, so basically, the reason they why end up, the, they end up in a morgue. The, the reason why the friend is at the house is because uh, our main character goes. I'm a bit paranoid. She says, "I'm meant to be going on a date with Tom Hanks." We would have liked to have seen that. It's and weird. She name drops no, him as Tom yeah, Hanks. I know it's weird. <laughs> she goes, "No, it's fine. I'll stay. I'll stay with you. Don't worry. You go off and drop your sister off at a party. I'll stay here. Gets high. Gets killed. Whatever." Uh, main character comes back yeah. um, shows up sees her hair, friend's head in a fish tank yeah. in what I assume is all of the special effects budget of this film yep. um, gets kind of not attacked but the guy jumps out and goes woo <laughs> great, great impression of this man then, that does not say a single no, word in this film she then runs out to the car gets in the car tries to fails with the keys oh, oh this is this is my so fails with the keys a little bit but she gets in the car yeah. and then this man who is is he's a, he's a large imposing no, yeah, man he's, he's been he's been full on murdering people the entire oh, time yeah. he's clearly quite aggressive kind of just starts batting away at the car he doesn't try to elbow no. a window in or anything he just kind of bats away at the car at, the, at one point he tries to rock the car over tries to rock the as car over as though he is the hulk at one point he tries to stab the window yeah. which is not the best way of now, getting through that again, window if we had, I know there are like definitely monsters in horror movies where they're kind of these unkillable, unstoppable forces. Yeah, and that's fine. Like Jaws, Jaws and Jaws, not Jaws, the big shark in Jaws um, doesn't need a motivation. He likes, wait, well, but he has one, right? Like he likes eating people. Yeah, he has a taste for human blood and he wants it. This guy has nothing. So at the climax of the film, besides the fact that he wants to kill married people, but he also likes killing everyone. Every, yeah, we uh, don't know why this kill is special for him. We don't really know why she should be more afraid than everyone else was. No. It's no more tense, save for the fact that uh, he wants to kill her most, apparently. Yeah. And last. Um, this also sequence had really our only proper jump scare yeah, scary the only film. Scary film. But also was quite funny, because when we were watching it together, and so she finally... Because, you know, she's a woman, so she's fumbling with the keys, yes. because it's that silly trope. She finally gets the car going... And she starts driving away, and about after about ten seconds of driving, you go, "Oh, he's going to be on the roof!" And then there's a sudden yes. jump scare of him <laughs> appearing over the, <laughs> the windscreen from the roof of the car, which was both legitimately scary but also hilarious yeah. at the time that you literally is, went, "Oh, he's going to be on the roof!" Not fun to watch roof. movies with me at home because I will just be like. I think this thing's about to happen and then either it doesn't and I look like an idiot or it does and then it becomes a pretty different moment. Yeah. Um, so that was actually a legitimately good jump scare. That was a good I think jump we scare. seemingly kind of predicted it but not really and it came out it so yeah. like half a beat beforehand. But, yeah. Um, um, so let's we're so close to the end of the film yeah, we're going to yeah. get through this plot. She goes to her ex-boyfriend's place uh, his morgue. <laughs> his morgue not his place he doesn't it's, live in the morgue. Oh he could do he's a because widow. he's a he is in forensic medicine, how do you as say he that? said. Sorry, how do you F- forensic medicine. Uh, so yeah, he, yeah, the place which he Fireneal. mocked her for not knowing what it is. No, even though she can find them all very easily. Sure. I mean, Jamie, um, this is before cop shows. People don't know what forensic, <laughs> forensic medicine. Law and order doesn't start till nineteen ninety. I want to say. Um, so yeah, he goes. Uh, she goes there. She finds him. Yeah. she's hiding downstairs. There's a bit of. Chase ensuing uh, uh, the detective at, at some he's, point is going who's really for he's, being gone the rogue. Detec- he's gone quite rogue he's gone a bit film, rogue and we don't know why yeah, because he's still got the police on his hands and just say by the way you have a serial killer in your hands yeah he turns up very briefly he doesn't seem to do really any detective work no he just knows that this guy goes for brides because he killed his ex-fiance sure and so he's also on route um, you know, it's the only bride in this entire town, apparently. Yes, the only bride in the entire town, and so a little chase ensues. The boyfriend is the boyfriend not killed. We, he's, he's not he killed. Disappears. He, he disappears. disappears. He literally yeah. disappears. He just goes, "I'm going to go and find him," and, and then, then he doesn't appear. Runs outside like yeah. a coward. Um, she also, gets chased by this dude, yeah, and she's about to get killed by him, and then <laughs> bam, um, the cop kills him, and that's no, no. The cop shoots him. She then uh, runs yeah. off. <laughs> Uh, he then gets back up and goes he then kills the cop uh, that, I, forgot that's, that's forgot final kill, I forgot he kills the Honestly, cop Honestly, the murder count was quite high yeah. uh, he then chases after it stumbling um, because he's been shot obviously so yeah, he stumbles slightly he's, he's, well, he stumbles a bit but not enough he's kind of superhuman it's a bit weird is yeah. he magical 
I don't Who know knows? what the film thinks. Who knows? He doesn't speak ever. No, he. she then gets through a door, he smashes through the door and collapses. She runs outside. Now you might think, that's not satisfying. I don't see him die. I don't know he's dead. Is this a setup for a sequel which was never made? I don't know. Instead she goes outside, meets the boyfriend... Uh, not even the boyfriend, sorry, the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Because the, the current boyfriend, apart from that one topless scene where we saw him calling her with his buddies, um, we, we having an orgy up in the mountains, as he did at the time. Yeah. Um, he, has, has, he has not appeared. So flash forward. Flash forward. We have a mirroring of the scene, where the flashback, where we yeah. see the original fiancé of the... God, this is the so cop, the cop. goddamn convoluted. Of the cop. It's, but it's instead now our protagonist... Who is clearly marrying new boyfriend, new yes. Don Scardino? Mm. Not super clearly. Well, not not super. I say clearly. You are correct. They mentioned not the, clearly. She calls. It's important to know about this. We didn't mention it at the time. In a very interesting touch uh, that I assume came out of budget. I'm not sure. Both of these sequences are done in first person. Yes. So you don't really know who you who you're seeing it through. And she calls. She's the the new bride recognizes the guy. She says his name, and. Because I can't remember the boyfriend's name, because at the beginning of the film, and he's completely forgettable, and because I can't really remember the ex-boyfriend's name, yeah. because he's also forgettable and irritating, other than he's Don Scardino. He's Don Scardino. And she's not like, hey, Don Scardino! <laughs> Which would have been better. Um, she says his name, and then it's Looks implied, a bit scared. And then yeah. flashed to red, it's implied she's killed. Yes. With the moral being, as my girlfriend put it so eloquently, uh... Jilted lovers Turned murder people, yeah. but Cheating but they don't. But they don't because once again, this is this is. So I th- have you got any before we sort of sure. talk about general it. thoughts about yeah. the film? We we just went through the plot, obviously, yeah. so so condensely. We we just smashed through the plot Jamie, with no diversions. It's, it's a tight ninety-five minute film, and we're at minute forty-five, maybe right now. <laughs> So we've we've definitely condensed this by half. You've given a blow by blow account of both the ni- year nineteen eighty and the film. Uh, do you before we speak generally about the film? Did you have any other specific things you wanted to talk about, like specific criticisms, specific moments Th- that you thought were ridiculous? Initiate something, and it, it's interesting to see it even back in this first film about Tom Hanks. And I want to say it very specifically about Tom Hanks because okay. that, dear listeners, it is a Tom Hanks podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks plays dicks. Even if they're likeable, they're dicks. There are always people who are like jerks, and it's a very he's probably the only person I can think of who's like type is a jerk. And no matter what if he's a, a nice jerk, a good guy, a good dad, or any of that kind of stuff, there's always that slight jerkness to him. I think that as will a, be an, a, I don't I think that'll be an interesting point to come back sure. to as we go on because I This character is a jerk. This character is a big one hundred percent. This character fully agree with you. He, Absolute he, twat. He and beats, he, he doesn't beat women <laughs> that's like he trips over a woman yeah, he, to get her to He physically assaults a woman in order to flirt with her. He tries and to mansplain psychology to someone and say you're crazy. After he has after, done one turn. Yeah. One and, and uh, yeah, never did anything so. Proper. But but to be fair, that is one of the funny jokes of the film that is, is that joke. he does he does the psych and then they ask oh so what level of psych are you and he says oh psych one one. This film That's a funny joke. works. So I think on that this film almost works better as a comedy than it does as a horror. Um, yeah. I think if you are looking for and this is serious, if you are looking for it's almost Halloween now, so we're dating this horribly. Apologies. A horror movie to watch with uh, some friends you don't really like horror films neither of us really like horror films that no, much no not particularly this is the right level of scare for just about anyone the most offensive the two two potential most offensive things in it and that's a head and a tank sorry to spoil it for you and someone's boobs and guess what everyone's mum has boobs it's okay <laughs> they're just natural they're not that scary they're perfectly nice I guess <laughs> watch this film this Halloween if so, you want to so what you what you're saying is you're recommending people to watch this film, which we have m- almost minute by minute spoiled. You will, enjoy, you will enjoy. There are lots of weird character moments where you went away. Oh, I could also write a movie. Uh, yeah, I do agree. And yeah, so I guess on uh, yeah on overall thoughts of this film, yeah, it is it is kind of fun. Yeah. Like watching it together. If it's I watch this by uh, myself, as hell. probably would have been the worst thing I've ever watched. <laughs> um, but oh. yeah. Uh, yeah, it, what, it's, what are your thoughts on the film? Yeah, I I, I didn't enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I enjoyed it, but not as a film. I yeah. enjoyed it as an experience. Um, I think 
as a film, there are so many problems with it. I think one of the huge ones being this murderer's motivation, which makes no sense. We are never told... He never speaks. Mm-hmm. He's not really a character. He's just a prop, essentially, that's, that goes into people sometimes yeah. to kill them. But nor is he like a force of nature. He's not like... He's not Jewel. He's not the shark in Jewels. He's not this thing which is like primal. He's no, there is not a primal thing in nature which is like engaged woman must die. Yeah, it's not even like uh, I know like in a, in a film such as in it follows the murder is a metaphor for like sexually transmitted diseases or stuff like that. He's not that. There's no level of intelligence no. other than are you afraid of serial killers? This man will kill you if you're at all associated with someone who's ever been married or ever about to get married. Yeah, they, yeah, the, just the consistency of who he kills makes. No sense, and it undermines like, the film. Yeah, it really, really undermines the film. Like, it's it's bad. It's not a good. The, I th- I think four point nine on IMDb is too high for this. Yeah, um, it's, it's a. Uh, but I still think again, like you said, if you watch your friends, you have a few beers, you want to see a head in a tank and some movies, <laughs> then go ahead. So I guess we should we should get on to our. We have three different racing categories rating. We're going to rate stuff, yeah. You're intent on getting shitty jingles into this show. We're going to get some quality um, soundbites. So for every every film, we are going to rate the film out yeah. of five. Uh, and I, we can go to point, point fives. We didn't discuss this, but you can go to point fives. Just, just have a... Oh, oh. <laughs> we apparently have just... I assumed we go to point fives. So we're essentially that, on a... That's, that's, that you might as well have a 10-point system. Yeah, but it's... So, but so films I, are rated out of 5, so... Yeah, but they are, they're often rated... Oh, I guess IMDb's five. rated out of 10, but... Sure. We shouldn't have... We should have I, thought about I this I say point. let's give it... Can, just one to... I don't think there's going to be that much nuance. Okay. I don't think... I think... So, I would... <laughs> I would like to make the point that we're reviewing 87 goddamn exactly. things. But, because we have three different rating systems, overall, it's out of a potential whatever that matrix is and therefore this one doesn't need to be okay specific. okay so you you can do soul sure. numbers i'm gonna rate okay. with point it's five. fine it's gonna throw off the average but whatever <laughs> it'd be great when a film's a 4.21 <laughs> are we gonna average yeah, okay um so yeah we're gonna rate the film out of five um we're gonna rate tom hank's performance sure. out of five yeah of course that's, that's what you're here for some, yeah some quality <laughs> hanks in our goddamn first episode we're, our show is about tom hanks and our first episode <laughs> we have spent all four minutes talking about tom hanks we, maybe I, you know he's adorable in this if you like yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. Tom Hanks, we'll, 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 Tom Hanks. Like we'll, we'll, sure Tom we'll get to that when we do our, our ratings of Tom Hanks performance. And then our career. final uh, decision is whether it goes in, in the, the Hanks, Hanks bank. bank. Now, listeners, I recognise that, oh, it's probably four hours since you've heard that term. So just to remind you, the concept is that the aliens have come down and they are going to, they are assessing human human race about whether they deserve to go in to the International Alien Space yeah. Federation. No, the United States of Space. United States uh, of that Space. was what we came up with. Um, and the way we are deciding that is showing them a bank of yeah. Tom Hanks films. It's- so we will decide after, at the end of the episode, whether this film deserve or TV show or whatever it is, deserves to go in said Hanks bank Definitely. too soon. It's basically the Criterion Collection, if that was made, of films that may or may not be good, but definitely include Tom Hanks. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll throw to you for our first rating, this this film uh, out of five, and give give your summary of the film before you give your rating. Okay, so, so summary of the film, I enjoyed watching this movie, uh, so on many of the, as exist, if this were a uh, bad podcast, a bad movie review show... This would be a fun bad movie to watch with people mm. there, right? It's it's worth to put it on if you like trash movies because you hate culture and apparently things that are good for you. <laughs> this is the equivalent of taking a Mars bar, deep frying it, and uh, I don't know, slowly masturbating into it. Um, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely <laughs> image. I've never done that at all. Sorry, mum, love you. Um, Do you think your mum's gonna listen I, to I this? I hope not. Um, oh my aunt! If anyone relates to me, listen to this. I apologise. Um, so on that, on that, it's good. As a film, and which is what we're ranking this on, it's one. So, so you're going for one? Yeah, I'm going for, you're one, going for one. I don't. See, I'm not sure you can get worse than this. I hope it doesn't. It probably will. I know the Lady Killers is not meant to be good. So are we are we saying that 
we can't go to zero. Oh, yeah, we can probably go to zero. Zero is, <laughs> zero is this film should not have been made. And I think this film should have been made. I am... I, I I I don't regret myself. I don't hate myself. I think there are things about it which are like, for me, and this is pretty good for everyone. This is how my ranking system goes. Five, brilliant film, right? It either is perfect, or maybe it deeply moved me, or I learned something really cool, or whatever. Whatever. So five is the top. It's it's there's something very powerful about it. It it moved me intellectually. Whatever it is. Four is this is good. I recommend it to anyone. Um, go see it. You won't regret it if you see it. Three, the standard thing I would say was if you saw it for free and a friend put it on, you'd be fine with it, right? You know, you, you go see... You can, you can tell you come from theatre. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? Like, <laughs> you, you go see this in the cinema and your mum and dad bought you a ticket for it and you're like, ooh, there's boobs. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't hate it. You wouldn't even go, thanks, mum. <laughs> your mum would be like, there was boobs in it. Um, two is... If you I, think your mum is going to want to listen to this podcast, no, you are weirdly referencing yeah, her it's, it's weird apologies. Uh, two is it wasn't good, but meh. Like I, I, I'm not. I've not lost much in my life. One is I've lost something, and zero is I wish this was never made. Okay. Um, I, I what I lost in this was uh, any understanding of horror. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I've probably learned actively unlearned things about like any kind of film by watching this. I did learn that you can make a film cheaply and it make money. It's fine. Don't worry. Um, so I give this a one. I, I, I unlearned something. Yeah. Okay. But it deserves um, Yeah, I'll, I won't parrot the same sort of stuff. I I agree mostly. It's whether my rating system matches with yours. I, How does that fit with a point five, Jamie? Oh, with a point, What's the oh. degree on the ones there? Because <laughs> that's difficult. Cause so do I, do I rate this film on just the experience I had, which was watching it with you, it was all right. In that manner. Yeah probably a 2.5 maybe yeah, even yeah. a 3 yes maybe even a 3 sure. it was decent to watch, watch with people. if you've had a few drinks it'll probably be even better yeah um, but you want to light a spliff lean back watch your fish tank and then watch it through the fish tank I'm sure it'll be great <laughs> maybe a 4 um, but if we have to go purely on as a film on, on, on as a film but I guess more specifically on what this film was trying to, to achieve do. yes this film was not trying so if I were to rate something like the room I think they I think the room was trying to be shit so oh, okay some some people disagree sure. I think I think it was at least everyone except but, but for a, a film, Tommy Wiseau exactly but a film like Mamma Mia was trying to be cheap was definitely trying to be cheesy, be cheesy so you can't detract it for being no cheesy. you can't be like oh it hasn't achieved what it wants yeah. because it's been a cheesy musical with Cher whereas That's great. this film was trying to be Halloween yeah and like Cher and it really failed at being Halloween like like so much failed at being Halloween it wasn't scary yeah. the killer had no motivation nor any particular consistency no. on anything on yeah. how he tried to kill who he was killing anything like that the acting I would say was okay yeah Don Scardino okay. was great you know but he's like bada bing please bada-bing. stop doing that uh- <laughs> Um, I, I think nice I think, I think the lead actress was actually quite good. I think Caitlin O'Heaney did a decent she, job. She was, she was actually okay. She, she did a decent job of, of showing what, paranoia. Of and... the kind of Screen Queens thing, she did that yeah. well. Um, and obviously I'll get onto Tom Hanks' performance in a minute. But yeah, this film does not succeed in trying to be a slasher or a horror film. I think just giving it that little bit boost because I think it is entertaining to watch, I'm going to give it a two. Sure. Rather than a one. Okay. Um, Tom Hanks' performance. Yes. Um, so this is this is tough. Uh, I think if you sat Tom Hanks down, if we ever got on the podcast and had him for three weeks and gone to watch, that is the end goal of oh, this podcast. Yeah, by the way, um, it will end when we get Tom Hanks on, whether we've finished his filmography or not. No, we the do, last we'll episode. do a special episode. <laughs> uh, if you are Tom Hanks's uh, publicist, uh, if you know anyone who's related to Tom Hanks, or if you are Tom Hanks for some reason listening and to this, I hate to say it, a bit of a narcissist. <laughs> um, I'm sure if we got Tom Hanks and we had him watch his stuff, there'd be certain things where he could he could sit through it and he could say, I like that. I'm not sure Tom Hanks would watch this film and enjoy his performance. That said, it has a lot of the hallmarks of Tom Hanks. He's not a bad actor. He's come into the, he's done theatre. He's done a lot of acting before. It's He's playing a dingus who's a jerk, which I think is a Tom Hanks 
like thing, um, and you know he does it really well. Um, it's a three, really. It's not. It neither it neither makes me like Tom Hanks less, um, nor do I think it's because he has so little to do. For what he was asked to do, it was fine. I didn't. I, I if you love Tom Hanks and you think I want to see the complete Tom Hanks works, um, this film needs more of it. Uh, I would like to if he was the murderer. If it was him, the ex-boyfriend, and this this is probably where we would rewrite the film. Him and the ex-boyfriend's other murderer together, yeah. and now it's Scream. But um, so this film should be Scream, but starring Tom Hanks. Uh, so I give him like a three. You give him a three. Yeah. Um, I would say the exact same thing. I think he yeah. does his job valiantly. He doesn't have much of a job to do. Yeah, I'm gonna bump him up to a three point five just to annoy you because yeah. I can it's, do it's the point five. I guess I guess a three point two five is a great average. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm also gonna bump him up to three point five for for. Uh, the reason that he was so lovely on set that they yes. didn't kill him. No, that, definitely. I think, deserves recognition, so I'm going to give him a 3.5. Sure. None of the women um, got that, but Tom Hanks <laughs> is so it's great. Yeah. <laughs> because, of course, the only people... Uh, no, 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 no. There is two, there are two men. Three men. Three men. The police officer, the, the, the guy with the cigar. The guy with the cigar from the bottle <laughs> shop, and the... The, the Bible The shop. sex rapist Bible. professor. Yes, yes. He's um, not... He, uh, grey consent... Um, um, and I, I feel like we know where this one's going, but in our inaugural episode, I don't think we do. I, whoa. Okay. What in, are you going to say? Sorry. In our inaugural episode, sure. we have we have to decide whether this goes in the hangs bank. Sure. The, the the titular aspect of this podcast. Because oh, I'm worried by your. I'm worried it's by your been face. A while. Okay. Do we have to agree, or can, do we have separate? We have our separate, so yeah, we have agreed that we have our separate oh, Hanks banks, right. and uh, we may relitigate at some point, sure. but because there's only two of us and we have no way of a deciding vote, and yeah. I can't be bothered to spend at the end of every podcast arguing okay. about whether I mean, you might we have still our own argue sep- <laughs> I might still argue with you. Of course I will still argue with you, but... yeah. We have okay, we will so, have our own so separate. Let's go for you first, Jamie. Oh no, there is no chance this is going our hang bank. I do not think this would in t- in any way convince the aliens that we are the greatest race and so, we deserve to be in the United States yeah. of space. Jamie, I don't think you've seen a lot of eighties uh, and nineties American movies, especially teen movies. Okay, but which which uh, would show that what's not important is that you start out perfect. It's that you end up on a high. <laughs> and you know what? What's a better way than saying, "Hey, films can be this shit." And they can also be this good. I'm raising my hands to show the difference between I the two. I can't believe what you're about to say. It's, I'm saying we're going to deflect, right? We're going to go in and they're going to go on the nuclear warheads. They're getting wiped out now. And then we go in with number two. And it's brilliant. So you know what, Jamie? It goes in the back. This is I the think, worst decision I you've ever this, made. I think this film actively distracts away from mankind. <laughs> And yet, I think it's the first thing we should show to aliens when we have to explain why we deserve to live. Because, Jamie, humans do terrible things, include making this film. <laughs> this is the biggest, this is this has a bigger plot twist than this goddamn film has. I cannot believe you are putting this film, which you rated a one yeah, out no. of five. Jamie, people have kept like Birth of a Nation in film classes for years, okay? There's a lot of heinous stuff out there that people, for some reason, decide to keep teaching and passing on. Um, no, this is this is, this is is definitely deserving. Yeah, this is going in the Hanks bank. Yeah, but this is going in your Hanks bank. Yeah, when when uh, we left our university, I, for a friend, I made him a gift, which was a poster with all his, with all his show roles in it. And the top were the first lines he ever said. And at the bottom were the last lines he ever said on the, on the kind of university stage. Um, and I like the fact that Tom Hanks' first act on screen is going to be him, him tripping over, over a woman in order to flirt with her. Yeah. I, uh, I, and aliens have to know. I so disagree. But <laughs> this is why we have separate Hanks banks. And I'm so glad that we decided that. Because <laughs> I would have never given in on this. <laughs> this film is terrible. Yeah. It should not be in the Hanks bank. But... Right. Personal opinions are personal opinions. And on episode 88, after we've gone through all of this... It'll have made a new film by now. Okay, episode 94 or whatever. Sure. Um, we will have to relitigate this, and I will fight. I will fight hard I for mean, this. I mean, I think this should be the biggest power. Uh, so for next time, dear listeners, we will be uh, watching 
Oh, you don't know, do you? Uh, I think it's Bosom Buddies. No, no, no there's not. another one before Bosom Buddies. Oh, God, no. Why did you fired into this uh, so confidently? Yeah, this was a, uh, a big opening salvo, and we're not sure what comes next. Bosom Buddies, uh, which is a couple down the line, we're going to be splitting into a couple parts. Yeah, so there's two, there's two seasons, seasons, so we'll do a season and episode. And I'm on airplane mode, so I can't Google this. God damn it. Why have you set me up for this? Uh, you know, I like to set my friends up to fail. Yeah, it makes me feel yeah. better about myself. You were so confident going I was very this. confident. I thought, oh, he's written it down. He's prepared. This yeah, no. And I gave you such a face of like, <laughs> I know you don't Jamie, know this. Once you, yeah, once you start, you can't undo it. Um, it, it, it. Oh, no, it's um, The Love Boat. Oh, The Love Boat. He is Boat. in, he is one, in episode one episode of The Love, of the Love, Love Boat, Boat uh, which is a TV series which I think has... It's one of those silly ones which yeah. has like 500 episodes. Yes. We are exclusively going Watching. to watch this one episode yeah. with no context for the rest no, of the show. 100%. And yeah. review it entirely based on that. So yeah. I think there will be hopefully slightly less rambling. So if you... We'll go through, the, we'll go through that shot by shot, yeah. Jamie. We're going to yeah, go more in detail. So if, you, en- if you enjoyed this episode... I feel like the vibe will not change. No, it's if the same you, vibe. If you thought this Hopefully, was a little chairs, bit but... a little bit rambly and yeah. potentially had a few more diversions, we're reviewing something that is only Shorter. only it's uh, wait oh god it's actually a, it's one of the 60 minute ones. Oh, it's, a, it's, an, it's an hour long comedy. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a comedy a, drama oh, romance. No, it's not, no, it's not a drama. Com- they're on a look, boat. Look, Jamie, what's the drama? The boat's gonna sink. It's not the Titanic. <laughs> I'm I'm going by the Bible that is IMDb. Okay, and I, mean, I believe you. But we uh, yeah, so, credits and stuff. They're breaks. Um, I also believe that we will be uh, releasing every two weeks. Yep. So uh, two weeks from this day. Our second episode will be coming out with The Love Boat. Which would be great. So, if you want to pay us, we don't have like, a Patreon and I don't want to give you my PayPal details, so pay us an exposure. We're 20, that's what people do, right? <laughs> you can follow me at, uh, at I'll See Stuff, I think, on Twitter, or follow my uh, Facebook group, uh, Tom Hanks is Great. <laughs> that doesn't exist don't do that Jamie what's your Twitter handle where can people find you why have you done this you, you have... know that I'm going to change my Twitter handle what's your new Twitter handle going to be Jamie? I don't know because I don't know what's available okay that's fine so if everyone wants to follow me and uh, tweet at me that'd be great uh, if you could also I don't know if you know Tom Hanks publicist tweet at them or I don't know tweet at Tom Hanks and tell them that you appreciate him and you love him or listen to our next episode where hopefully we will have our general social media presence more solidified. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll put it somewhere. Uh, so thank you. And from us, that's good night. Is that how we're ending it? I imagine so. <laughs> hey guys, Jamie here. Obviously, that was an absolute mess. So just to be clear, you can follow us on Twitter at HanksBankPod. You can follow me at Jamie P. Loxton and Al at Al C. Stuff. We will also not be releasing every two weeks. We'll be releasing weekly. And on top of that, our second episode is available for you to listen right now. Lucky you. See you later. Make sure to subscribe. I hate you. Hanks Bank. <laughs>